0: One of my first memories was um, when—I mean, I don't know if this what this means about me—but um, when my my parents had me very young, so and they didn't have much money, and actually the power had gone out because they didn't have the money to pay for the, for the bills. And, uh, so the, there was no power in the apartment. And I just remember this thought of like, something's wrong. Um, you know, like it was not good. And then it could sense like the anxiety around that this was a problem. Um, so, and you know, I look back on that memory. It's, you know, this is first thing that came to my brain. Um, but what's interesting about that is, I'm really grateful for those experiences because I got to um, see life through this lens of you know with being without, and then um, really building um, and getting to witness you know my family building from really nothing and creating something um, that they're proud of, and the same for myself now in my life. Um, so so while it seemed like something was wrong at the time, it actually ended mm. up being, um, I think, something that's a really a positive uh, thing for character building.
1: Wow, quite a strong memory for uh, for childhood, no?
0: Yeah, well, mine was also, <laughs> I think what was wrong too was that um, we had to make like um, macaroni and cheese in this moment without uh, the normal accoutrements, like the normal way we would do it. So I remember it tasting weird and that was one of the, I don't know, that's, that was one of my first uh, memories that I can think to. Um, but, you know, it's, I'm actually really, I think that that's an important um, thing to go through to get to, you know, higher levels in life to, you know, experience being without.
1: Awesome. So Molly, can you give us uh, just a little bit more context? Um, Can you tell us more about who you are, uh, where you are in the world at the moment, and what you're currently working on?
0: Sure. Okay. so my name's Molly McLaughlin. I own a company called Sleep is a Skill. I help people optimize their sleep through technology, accountability, behavioral change. and right now in the world, I'm actually in one of the sunniest places on the planet. It's Las Vegas. And, uh, I'm settled in here during the lockdown. Um, and, Uh, I am actually a digital nomad for the past about three years. So, um, have been traveling internationally in different places throughout the world. Um, so for all intents and purposes, I have about a backpack and a carry on worth of things. Um, and that has been quite the accomplishment coming from living in Manhattan, um, for about a decade before that. Um, so, it, what that the transition for that has been really, really interesting. And it was also part of my story for creating sleep as a skill, which came out of my own personal problem as it related to sleep. So I was trying to solve my own problem of, um, basically for many years being a bit of a, uh, a night owl. And until it progressed to a very much a huge night owl, um, as you know, with, as an entrepreneur, having the ability to create my own schedule, but then it became a problem when i was going to bed as like the sun was rising um and until it hit um insomnia levels which then it became uh oh and now something's really got to shift and it really became this um period in my life that was like a draw a line in the sand cannot continue on like this it just wasn't Uh, a workable option. Um, Mm. and so from that place then became obsessed with this topic, um, of understanding sleep and going down this, um, Uh, kind of rabbit hole around chronobiology, circadian rhythms. And then once I started learning more about, um, you know, some of the things we'll I'm sure talk about today, it was just shocking to me that one, I didn't know about these things before. And two, how does everyone not know about these things? And three, how can we start making this more of a um, regular lifestyle? Because once I started to restore my sleep, then I became addicted to actually being able to feel, um, you know, consistently rejuvenated every morning and feeling great. Which I never had known for myself before that.
1: That's fascinating. Uh, I think the whole the whole topic of of sleep is a really interesting one. I and I until I, I sort of came across you, I didn't didn't realize there actually sleep coaches were a thing that they yeah. existed. and I, I think also the the approach I've seen for me where you're you're looking at the technology, you're looking at the data. It reminds me a lot of uh, sort of Tim Ferris Four Hour Body.
0: Oh my but god. I don't seem to.
1: Rem- yeah, yes. You know I. I could imagine you being like sort of one of the people that someone like Tim Ferriss would go to and start, you know, all this sort of body hacking to try and hack his sleep. But from what I remember in the book, in that book, I don't seem to remember if there was a chapter on sleep or not.
0: Yeah. So really good question. Number one, that's so funny. You call it the Tim Ferriss element. He is actually inadvertently, um, you know, unbeknownst to him, been a real uh uh, part of my life in that um, I mm-hmm. literally remember exactly where I was when first listening to his book, The Four Hour uh, Work Week, the the first flagship book of his, and um, and then even my boyfriend, I literally met him, and one of the first things we said to each other, you know, years and years back when he wasn't as much of a household name, was, Oh my God, you're like the Tim Ferriss of New York, uh, was literally a, <laughs> like a, a thing that we said. Um, so and it was it was this bonding moment because we were both nervous enough to know what that even meant because at the time not many, you know, 20 somethings were discussing him. Um, so, so, uh, as far as your original question about the four hour body, so he actually spoke to a number of things that support sleep. Mm. Um, and particularly he did some great work around cold thermogenesis in that book, um, that is, hmm go ahead taking cold showers is that or yeah is that, is it something so else? yep so understanding um how uh, utilizing uh, different spectrums of cold or heat can make a difference on your overall health. And um, but then certainly so what that can look like is ice baths, cold showers, cold exposure. Um, He also talked about, you know, brown fat and understanding how like he would use things like ice packs on the back of his neck um, to help, Mm -hmm. you know, um, ensure that he was building more and more brown fat and what that could do for your overall health. But then that can also help relate to sleep um yeah. so he had a lot of complimentary things um but correct me
1: if i'm wrong but it it seemed as though a lot of that was mostly related to body weight or trying to build muscle or this or that i don't think there's that much in the, when you think about it sleep yes. is such an important you know is what we spend half our lives doing yes um, it's kind of an important thing to focus on so
0: absolutely and and to your point you're so yeah. you're hitting on something really great which is that um, I think it's really become this overlooked uh, phenomenon when I and I it's kind of like almost a controversial statement um, that I really tout is that in order to really take on your health and well-being I make the argument that sleep sh- should and could be your first, order of business in order to impact as a domino effect all these other things. So, you know, because many of us uh you know, it's new years and then we'll say, okay, I'm going <laughs> to sign up for the gym, I'm going to start eating right, I'm going to do all these things. It's going to be great. And yet you don't as much hear sleep resolutions or anything of that nature, which is so interesting because um you know, when we think of kind of that snowball effect of what happens when our sleep goes awry, what are the things that do get cut? Then suddenly, you know, I can't make it too exhausted. Um, You know, when you also, when your sleep is disrupted, some of your decision-making processes can really be impaired. And also as it relates to eating, um, our, you know, hormones, leptin and ghrelin, our hunger satiety hormones can really go a little wonky. So then we're Mm. reaching for the quick energy hit, which is often like sugar-based or, you know, something with a a fat, uh, a fast turnover of energy. But then that crash right after... So it ends up, um, arguably, then creating this logical, common sense problem. But we don't always think of how okay to begin at the foundation would be to really take on my sleep powerfully.
1: Yeah, yeah, interesting. So I'm wondering to myself, um, you know, one of the one of the energy dip problems that I have during the day um, that really affects my mood is like the post lunch time. It's actually. Well, the time the time we're recording this in New York. Oh, least,
0: okay, yes. <laughs> um,
1: is well, this is one of the reasons why I schedule interviews or calls is to, you know, fire the endorphins a little bit or smart um, be- because because you have that post lunch lull and you start losing a bit of energy, you start feeling feeling a bit weak. You're like, oh, what am I doing in my life? Except it's when I really start to question myself. Um, so I'm curious, like, is do you do you know there's an explanation for that? Is it just part of the Body's natural rhythm, um, and what what can be done to uh, to counter that kind of
0: afternoon Experience. Yeah. feeling? Yeah. Oh my gosh, there's so many things. So, and what's um, what is fun about sleep as a skill is we're also. Making the argument, it's you know kind of a, a longer uh, thing, but to, to um, make it shorter is basically that in our modern day society, sleep has become a skill set. And making this argument really post Edison, post the ability to extend our days artificially um, thanks to electricity, because if you think about previous mm. to that, um, if we go back to like our hunter-gatherer days to make this argument that sleep is a skill might have landed more in deaf ears because our link up and uh, the strength of our circadian rhythm was so much more robust back then because our um, when the sun would set, it was pretty much you know party over because besides maybe some fire or what have you um there wasn't much extension of our days in the same way that it um uh, functions now so because of that um number 1 what then we're dealing with is a weakened circadian rhythm and again our circadian rhythm is our 24 hour rhythm um and as humans we're diurnal creatures which means we're active during the daytime at rest during night um mm-hmm. so from that place then we're already dealing with some um, some problems because we have extended our days so artificially that is not the body's really, I mean, this is not that long of a span of time um, since Edison, you know, that we are experiencing this. So Darwinian style, we haven't had the ability to really adapt to this in a way that really works. So what you see some of the fall off are exactly things like what you're speaking to of this lull, um, you know, post you know, the traditional lunchtime. And then of course, there's so many confounding issues there. So I just had a podcast recently with um, a doctor who's speaking to using continuous glucose monitors, you know, 24 seven, where you're measuring your glucose, not necessarily for a, being a diabetic, but for uh, health optimization, very like a la Tim Ferriss. And um, so her point for that is that by utilizing that you can also see what the impact of the types of foods that we're eating and at what time how that can mm-hmm. impact our energy levels to getting that if you're eating things that are high on a glycemic index scale and then the crash um, mm-hmm. after that so that can be one thing another mm-hmm. thing can be hormonal imbalances um, and this is going to often layer there can be a lot of these things at play uh, but hormonal imbalances we're really looking to optimize the arc of our cortisol through, you know, because it kind of rises in the morning like natural uh, coffee for us and to keep us, you know, like active and being able to take on the day, you know, and then, um, it does start to subside later on in the day, um, and then to shift over to melatonin. But if things are out of whack, we might see variability in the, um, the play out of that cortisol and then it might be kind of tanking, um, so, and then you can also be playing with things like caffeine timing and, you know, the impact of crashes after that. Um, so there are a number of things at play. And then of course, as it relates to specifically sleep, how your sleep performed the night before, but it, sleep is not dependent on necessarily just one day. It's consist, it's dependent on many days that layer together um, to understand how uh, effective or efficient your sleep was.
1: Yeah. My, my, um, sleeping patterns. Um, and I, I think I, I may have, um, you've, you've got sort of a little quiz on your, on your website yes. that, um, you can take, which I, which I took. And so you asked me yes. about you know, certain things. And, um, so, so my, my current situation is I, I tend to wake up really early needing to go to the bathroom about sort of around three fifteen, 15. so I go to the bathroom and then I'll go back to bed and I'll lie wide awake until about five o'clock and then five o'clock I, I properly get up. Our alarm clock, clock goes off at six thirty, Um, so, and then I'll just carry on through my day. But then, um, and then when my wife, you know, I'll be falling asleep when we're watching Netflix and, yes. um, you know, and she's just wide awake, just, you know, not ready for sleep. In fact, I asked her, you know, what I, I told her before coming on here, I was like, okay, I'm sleeping to a, co- a sleep coach. What, yeah. what should I ask her? And she said, she's originally from Columbia. So she said. Um, uh, ask her why you sleep with the gallinas and wake up with the gallos, which is Spanish for why you, why do you go to the sleep with the chickens and wake up with the roosters?
0: Ah. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I like that. Okay. Yeah. Well, a couple of things about all that, um, so because one, you're speaking to so many kind of very relatable concerns for people around these early morning wake ups, what to do about mm. them. Um, and then two, just the difference in kind of arguably um, chronotypes or people that just seem well uh, oiled to go to bed at a certain time. That's very counter to maybe their partner's time or what have you. Um, so on one part of this um, I, One framework that can be helpful to look at is um, circadian rhythm entrainment. So that's really one of the things that we um, work on at Sleep as a Skill is helping to optimize um, this experience of your strength of your circadian rhythm. So circadian rhythm entrainment is looking at um, being responsible for some of the key things that can impact the timing of our regular, um, when our rest and wake cycles. And Mm -hmm. so some people are dealing with a real, uh, mismatch of the, the experience of their hormones, um, you know, as it relates to melatonin production and the quantity and, uh, uh, timing of that. And, So what we do is first look at some of the things that will make a difference in that arena, which is on top down, the most important is light. Um, Mm. So understanding light timing and type um, of light. So oddly, the type of light that you get first thing will impact the time that you get tired later on in the night. Um, so what that looks like is so I have just about all my clients. First thing that they do is get outside, get morning sunlight, um, but literally outside, not just from behind a window because that obstructs the type of light that they're getting. Mm. Um, right. So so when you do that, then that can help anchor. It's called sunlight anchoring, and it will anchor your circadian rhythm consistently. And you want to really do this seven times, uh, you know, seven days a week, really, and at the consistent same. So what that can help do is help, um, you know, anchor because our circadian rhythm can act like a pendulum almost, and it can get pushed out or it can get pushed earlier, um, you know, depending on the cues that you give to it. So for people that are experiencing themselves going to bed much later, they can, you know, be um, at the effect of some of the light timing and temperature timing. Those are two big ones for circadian rhythm entrainment that because of that, then they're not getting tired until much later. So some things that they can do is make sure they're getting massive um, hits of sunlight first thing. And um, so that will help so, move it back. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so um, in, in our instance, um, and maybe a lot of other people are in this lockdown. So I think we've been outside. We did actually go outside today, but it was an emergency. It was We had to go and buy some more wine. <laughs> Yeah. Um,
0: (laughs) Got that. Yep.
1: um, Yeah. We ran out of wine. So, um, but, uh, we, we live on the, top. we have basically been outside. This is the fourth time in about two months. Yeah. (laughs) So we're really taking the lockdown pretty seriously. We're in a, we we live in a neighborhood that's been pretty badly ravaged. Yes. Uh, by, by the whole pandemic. Yes. So we're, we're trying to take a lot of precautions, but Mm -hmm. in cases like ours where we can't go outside, how like, should we just, I mean, so we don't have a balcony. So yeah. should we just open that window and stick our heads outside? And so
0: I've literally done that and I've literally <laughs> really? had clients do that. Um, so the, what I am convinced that we'll start seeing more of in the future is an understanding of um, just how important, the same way, you know, plants grow great when they're next to great amount of sunlight. We have forgotten how linked up we are to that type of functionality. Um mm. And so, for us, it's so important for mitochondrial function. You've seen vitamin D is very in vogue right now um, in this conversation of how to improve our immune system against, yeah. um, you know, the virus. And yet, you know, so many of us are inside, and so what that can be doing to our health. Now, another um, thing that can be a bit of a band aid—certainly not as um, good as sunlight. But yeah. um, and in between, there are different companies that are looking to help bridge the gap for this. Um, so there's a company called Brilli, which is short for Brilliant, and they are they have a lot of um, science behind them that is looking to um, mimic as much as possible uh, sunlight, and so that you can get some of these bulbs that will look um, that will work as, as as if you're getting a shot of sunlight in the morning, and then in the evening mm. they cut out more of the blue light, and they also being mindful of flicker because flicker is a whole other conversation too what that does to our psychology or physiology. And um, so so there's a lot of interims and there's different, you know, um, light boxes and things that you can do, on the, but you have to be really mindful of the timing on those things because um, they really do act as a, as a drug. You know, there's different yeah. doctors that I have psoriasis and over the years, um, you know, you could literally get, uh, that would be a prescription to get certain light treatments to make a difference for this um, physical problem. So we really do forget the power of light and it's in the game of sleep, it is particularly important. So underneath that light um, topic, then there's also darkness and cultivating total darkness and i really make the argument too that we're in a dark deprived society and there's so few places that we get full darkness i i was in the middle of manhattan Mm. you know for many years and how much that would you know it's i had no idea when the sun would rise when the sun would set it just didn't matter one bit to me and yeah so the the problems of that
1: yeah our window faces the let me see the north yeah no wait hold on a second well, it's where the sun rises.
0: Mm-hmm. In the east, so, yeah.
1: Yeah, the east, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right, east. Um. So, yeah, it's good in the morning. You know, we get that, good. that shot of sunlight. I, I'm thinking also we should probably, once things start opening up a little bit, we should probably start doing brisk walks. My, yes. my wife likes to walk a lot, so. Great, doing yes. doing that early in the morning absolutely and
0: also sleep trackers can be really really helpful because you know as much as i'm Mm. knocking like um edison and modern society and (laughs) at the same time so much of sleep as a skill is built on this tracking methodology because it you can for behavioral change to see our behaviors play out in um in our results and our stats can be really eye-opening like you're talking about the wine situation i so relate to that and um you know and unfortunately now out of all that i know around sleep i can i Pretty much can count on like one hand the amount of you know drinks that I pretty much have in any you know uh, stretch of time because now I see the impact on my sleep so clearly. Mm. And then it makes me choose think think it through a bit more as far as yeah. our behaviors and who would necessarily do that unless you have the stats behind you to make it just so unequivocal. Um, but you know, so to have that can make a real difference, um, to help us make those changes. Cause it takes a lot of commitment. There's a lot of, um, changes in there that aren't part of the status quo.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I, am just being a little bit mindful of time, but yeah. I, there's, there's so much that we could tackle. With oh my you. God. Like, so I many things. You know, we've only just barely scratched the surface of, uh, of you know, what we could talk about. Um, but I, I did want to thank you so much for your time. Um, is there anything else you'd like to say to the audience? I know um, you, you have a, a fantastic website. Um, mm-hmm. You've got a great quiz that, that people can take to just get a bit of an audit on their sleep. And you've got a newsletter where you're sending out really helpful resources for people who are having trouble with their sleep. Um,
0: great. Yes. Oh, well, thank you for saying all that. That's, that's such good feedback. Um, and yeah, so really everything at um, sleepisaskill.com is a great kind of bucket of all the things. Um, we're actually adding on a downloadable PDF for the optimized bedroom. So that will have all kinds of like illustrations of, you know, different ways that you can structure just the bedroom area alone. Um, but then the weekly newsletter, the assessment, all of that stuff. Um, can really help us uh, get immersed in this topic a bit more and and have some fun with it because I'm really convinced it's one of the most rewarding areas that we can take on and just feel great consistently.
1: Awesome. Thanks so much, Molly. Awesome.
0: Thank you.